That wasn't very bantery. It wasn't. It started bantery. <laughs> it started bantery, and and the, the banter was was derailed. I blame you. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with that. It might be my fault. So it's Father's Day. It is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. And also with you. <laughs> uh, did you guys do anything special for Father's Day? Yeah, we went to my in-laws. They grilled. And my... I like to say we sacrificed the fattened calf. Did you sacrifice the fattened calf? I mean, we ate a whole lot of, we ate a whole lot of cow is what we did. But did you sacrifice it? No. It's always next year. Well, you know, I was kind of thinking about that, though. Like, how much different was sacrifices from a cookout? I mean, there are some times where they ate it, right? Sacrifices were had had more ephods than the common barbecue. <laughs> That's what it is. Welcome to Deutero Cannons. I'm Byron, and with me as always is Justin. Party on, Justin. Party on, Byron. I kind of popped that a little bit too much. And this is episode... You know, I don't know that my uh... previous count was accurate. So we started with episode 14 mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, and yep. I guess the other podcasting apps that, mm-hmm. that, that we're on. And then last week, or two weeks ago... For those of you playing at home, I just pointed at Justin because it's his new responsibility to maintain the track of what episode we're on, and he failed to do And that. I was pretty sure... But now I think I need to go back and do some counting. Okay. Like right this second? No, not not right this second. Okay. But this would be episode 37 on Apple. On Apple. And and the, the, the other the other apps that we're on. Right. But then there's the umpteen couple. There were we- 13 before that. Right. So it sounds like this might be episode 50. Plus or minus one. Plus or minus one. Because I think we might have had two 15s. But this is... A happy Father's Day 50th episode, Deutero Cannon's Extravaganza. <laughs> there it is. And, of course, as always, like, share, subscribe, comment. You can find us on all normal podcasting applications, which if you're listening to this, you probably know by now. So uh, Podbean, Apple Podcast. What's the one I can't ever remember? Spotify. Spotify. Spotify and Amazon. And I that's all I'm going to do because you guys know how to use the internet. And, and if you're actually listening to this because you know how to how to use the internet, maybe you could help out the elderly among you. That's there you go. I tried to actually do that the other day. Like, hey, can I just see your phone? It's like, no, I don't. No, I got it. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm guessing he didn't. I don't think or so. She or the I, person. I, I I don't know. I think it's just, they're just like they're apprehensive about having things on their phone. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but it's already on their phone. Right. I'll tell you the easy thing to do is just go to that share button. You know, hit the, like on right. app, on Apple, hit the three little dots, says share, send that link to them, and, and you'll put them right on it. If and they know how text messages work. That's right. Which I think most, most folks do at this point. Like maybe they aren't familiar with podcasts, but they know how texts work. They, they can see the little picture thing on the text message mm-hmm. and touch it. They can. They certainly and can. And then they're here. There we go. And then they're listening to the still sweet sound of our voices. Particularly yours, as it were, because uh, you've got that you've got that 
NPR voice going right now. I'm, I'm really thankful that I can talk this much because even, even this morning, I, I, I didn't have this much going on vocally. I'll be honest, you were actually louder than you think you are. Because it's when you grabbed that microphone, I was not ready for that. And it was like, poop, poop, poop. Okay. I'm, I'm doing to this, what you're doing to me. I'm like, oh, I can't turn But that this was down incredibly fast. difficult to produce that kind of volume. Yeah. Given the state of my vocal cords. Now, I just want to also say, so yeah, like, share, subscribe, like tell a friend. That's the most important thing. And uh, I guess prove positive that that, 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 that works. How many that's was that? I, you know, there's more than I needed in there, but I kind of got lost in the middle of it. Anywho, I shared, which we talked about this before. Like, I'm always reluctant to share this with people because it's kind of like telling people you have a band. Which we do. We do? We do. Do we? The Deuterocanon's musical tribute. Okay. <laughs> we performed 4th of July last revelations, year. Revelations, revelations. Not Liars go to hell. Liars go to hell. Burn, burn. You're lying, Justin. We don't have a band. You're not lying. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> okay. Well, then what do you call what we did on top of that four wheel wagon an at Winston's house? Musical experiment with guitars. It, they weren't even our guitars. They weren't. But this year we do it prepared. I'm not going to be here Fourth of July. What? I'm going to be at the beach. Guess what? I think the band's about to break up. Dang it. All right. It's going to be me flying solo. That's fine. I got like some Chris ideas. Like Chris Caraba. What? Like the restaurant? Carabas? Eggplant Parmesan? S- sort of. Okay. Anywho, what was I saying? So I shared I shared this with uh, a guy at work, and uh, he, he was on his way out on deployment and was talk, kind of talking about like what he was going to do for church, and I was kind of like, uh, okay, well... If you need something, like my church, we, uh, and I explained the whole thing, like how I became the audio nerd for the Allensville Church of Christ. You were already an audio nerd. That's not true. But I also, so I, also a regular nerd. I shared, (laughs) that's what I would say if I was trying to (laughs) know. So I shared with him the church one, and then it's kind of like you use that to segue into then there's also this other one. And so, uh, I guess he shared it with another guy on his team who came home and told me about it. So there's at least one person on the other side of the globe listening to us, I think. That'd so, be awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So any uh, any of my guys that are out there listening, any of my guys, <laughs> any of my guys that are out there listening to this, uh, I hope you find this useful. Hope you're uh, being safe and all that stuff. I mean, but there's the part of me that like hopes you're not being safe, but we don't need to get into that, you know. Killing the bad guys. Right. Okay, so anywho, um, what else do we need to talk about? Probably should we should the topic. We, should we take a tip of the cap to the other other podcast? We haven't done that tip yet. Tip of the cap to the other podcast. So we also have the Allensville Church of Christ podcast, again available on all podcasting networks. Uh, and that's where we're gonna find weekly sermons, historic sermons. Uh, we did our congregational singing on there. We had an episode where we had the ch- the the kids doing uh, leading Sunday school. So, a lot of uh, other content over there. I think the the most useful thing out of that though is you can reliably get a sermon a week mm-hmm. if you're on the on the road somewhere. Okay, so it is my turn again. We're gonna continue our study on the fruit of the spirit and the aspect that we are on this week is kindness. Kindness. So, kindness. We're gonna go back to. Galatians 6, where uh, all this is listed mostly so we can look at the table in my Bible. So for those of you playing at home, 
we've been studying the fruit of the spirit this uh where this comes from is the bible <laughs> where this comes from though is with the kids downstairs because the kids are always downstairs uh we had done a study on the fruit of the spirit and where a lot of a lot of what we used that for was uh as a framework for teaching them to to give a public uh a public speech shall we say and so um there's a table in my Bible, this NIV Zonervin, Zonervin's that we kind of used as the, again, the framework for uh, constructing that speech. And so we've worked our way through. We've done love, joy, peace, patience, and now we are on kindness. So the table, of course, is broken down by the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, and then it has a definition, and then several verses that listed as an attribute of God, and then several verses that listed as an attribute of Christians. So we will continue with that methodology. Now, as always, we will define terms. It's a good idea. Are you ready? Ready. Kindness, according to the NIV, doing thoughtful deeds for others. I think I already know that that's not going to be sufficient because we've talked about this word before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good start. And a, a lot. I think most of these definitions are a good start. And it's not that they're wrong. I just think sometimes that there's more to it. Yeah, than, I think, than that. But I mean, it's a, it's just a, a table, you know, like a, this, this matrix spreadsheet thing mm -hmm. that takes up barely half a page in your Bible. So we, we can't expect it to be some sort of exhaustive word study. So I don't want to throw the good people at Zondervan completely under the bus. Right. Well, I think what I'd like to do first then is leave, let's revisit our conversation about kindness that I, I think this is when we were talking about love, frankly, where we discussed well, that idea of kindness, mm -hmm. like, uh, I guess I, I would almost sum it up as treating someone as though they're another member of our race. Yeah. Hu the human race, that is. Not our race. Not like race race. Not like white black race. H human race. The human race. Right. Or of our kind. So we, I think what we had talked about, as I recall... Um, is the idea of kind, you know, when we look at like going back to the ark, if you will, there were animals were, were sorted or, or brought on the ark, one or sorry, two of a kind, right? Yes. And so I think that's kind of what we discussed before. So it's this idea of uh, treating someone as though they are, you know, of your kind. Is that kind of what we're saying? Yeah. And so it's mentioned in the the, the Noah Ark flood account, but it goes all the way back earlier in Genesis where God made it such that each animal reproduced after its kind, mm -hmm. you know, which of, of course that, that does mean that the Bible claims that macro evolution is not a thing. Okay. And, and that's, that, that, that is part of the idea is that kinds, you know, sorts, a, a kind of creature. Right. And so then kindness would be acting in the manner befitting that sort of creature. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I, I guess when we talk kind, when you look at like kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species, where, where does that fall in there? Do we know? Um, 
Well, I would think of of, of humans as, as being a kind, right? Because uh, ultimately, we're all we're all related. I mean, directly related. We, we have a common mm-hmm. a common ancestor. Same with dogs. Dogs are a kind. Cats are a are a kind. I guess that would be species, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Now in Greek, I mean, I, I see you're looking up something, so you can you can interrupt me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the Greek word that's translated as kindness is uh, Christotes. Yeah, I, I think I'm saying that right. Christotes, uh, which is defined as goodness, excellence, or uprightness. It comes from Chrysostos, uh, which means uh, serviceable, good. Um, <clears throat> some ideas here describes what God defines <clears throat> is eternally useful. Oh. Okay. I, I here, let me ask you a question then. And yeah. I started to go jump ahead to something, but I think I'll save it. And so we might add to this or further discuss this definition when we get to a certain verse. Cause of course I, I know a little bit of what's coming because I've done this study with the kids. Right. Um, What's the difference between kindness and niceness? Okay, I think that, that niceness has to do with be, being polite. Because we'll, we'll use the idea of, you, I think uh, nowadays we'll use those interchangeably. Like, that wasn't nice, that wasn't kind. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But that's not entirely accurate. Like, that's not what we're talking about here. Right, because that's assuming that... The, the right thing for a human to do would always be interpreted by the other party in a situation as being polite. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not too much of a hop, skip and a jump from that idea over to demands for me or, or, or for me to demand that you accept quote unquote, my truth. Right. I, I might deem you to not be very polite okay. if you contradicted my truth. Yeah. So I, I think that that, yeah, that, that needs to be considered, avoided. Um, but back real quick to, uh, to Crestus or, or Christos. <clears throat> it was apparently a common slave name in the Greco Roman world. So useful. Now if, so if, if the Greek word is, connected with the idea of usefulness or eternal usefulness or ultimate usefulness. It's like, well, how might that dovetail with our word kindness and the fact that our word kindness is connected to that idea of uh, behaving towards our own kind as we ought to. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so usefulness. And if it, and if that, if the root of that word shows up as a slave name, I think it goes to the idea that is very prevalent in the New Testament that we are supposed to serve one another in love. Okay. So that really is kindness. Right. Because that's how God tells us to relate to those of our own kind. Right. Okay. So I I think something else that might be helpful here, and this is, again, I might be jumping ahead. I want to say we did this when we discussed one of the verses we're going to get to. But uh, in Madeline's talk, because she she had this aspect, uh, part of her introduction was discussing the definition, and then she also wanted to discuss an antonym. Now, when she was on stage in the heat of the moment, she couldn't remember 
her antonym. Yeah. But the antonym that we came up with was the opposite of kindness would be cruelty. Okay. Do you agree with that? I would say it's one of the opposites. Right. Um, it might be one of the one of the best, or m- maybe one of the most prevalent mm-hmm. opposites. Um, because I can't think of any example in the scriptures in which the proper relation of one human being to another is characterized by cruelness. Mm-hmm. Even in the Old Testament, when the Lord called for the destruction of whole tribes. Right. Well, he did call for the destruction of whole tribes, but it wasn't like looting, raping, torture. torture. Right. Like those things are cruel. Certainly. And in a sense, perhaps even worse than murder. Well, and I think maybe this is where we can wrap our heads around this a little bit better because again, being kind is not the same as being nice. In fact, Failing to be kind is is far more egregious than just not being nice, right? And, and you're probably also mm-hmm. not being nice. But when we think about this idea of uh, our kind, by that I mean our fellow humans and treating someone as though they are subhuman mm-hmm. or maybe contra- or, uh, the opposite of that, treating uh, animals as if they are human because that's just something that bothers me mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. that folks yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, you know, think, of, think of some like the scandals we've seen in the past. Like uh, I think like Abu Ghraib, Ghraib, the prison thing comes to mind mm-hmm. and the idea of, of, you know, having humans on a leash, like their dogs. Yeah. Or naked and right. Posing them. Uh, like that is, I think we'd all agree that that's not kind, and, mm-hmm. but I think that's what we're talking about here. So it's not just not being nice, but treating a human as if they are not human. Well, what about, what do you think about the opposite of kind be, uh, being selfish? Hmm. Opposite of kind being selfish. I mean, I, I can't argue with that. I, I mean, I feel like that's that undergirds a lot of sin, mm-hmm. a lot of the fruits of the, I guess, flesh, let's say. Mm-hmm. If these are fruits of the spirit, the opposite would be fruit of the flesh. Right, because if if in Greek the idea of kindness is choosing to be useful mm-hmm. and hopefully in the context of Christ eternally useful to others of our humankind, yeah. So that you know, then the, the focus is external. Well, use, I think usefulness that implies work that implies selflessness. Right? Absolutely. Right. So selfishness serve me. Right. Like I'm number one. Yeah. And the scriptures say that Christ did not come to be served, but to serve. Right. Okay. I, th- I think we have enough there. And like I said, I think we're going to circle back to it when we get to, uh, if we don't, I'll just say what I wanted to say. But I, I, as I recall, this came up in our discussion about one of the verses. So the next thing we're going to do is look at kindness as an attribute of God. Okay. We're going to start in Romans 2, 4. Romans 2, 4. Romans 2, 4. Ah, uh, you're going to beat me. I'm there. Yes. Romans 2, 4. Shall I go first then? You shall. All right. I'm wondering if I should back up a little bit. I'm going to back up to 2. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same thing, do you think you will escape God's judgment? 
Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? All right. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that I, I want to try to see this verse in light of maybe the, the, the two sides of kindness that we've already mentioned. Okay. So kindness on the one hand, you know, if we if we dig into the to the English word mm-hmm. kindness, again it's it's that idea of behaving towards others as our kind should. Right. And then in the Greek sense, the the specific manner in which it calls us to behave towards others of our kind mm-hmm. would be to be useful. Okay. Be servant minded. Right. So if if those two ideas are are here so we have or do you show contempt for the riches of his meaning god's god's kindness mm-hmm. okay so on the one hand god's kind is is higher than our kind yeah mm, as yeah. as much above the animals as we are right he's even i mean far beyond that which you, h- higher than we are you, that's something interesting by the way that uh, man I, I haven't thought about this for a while but you remind me of it I, I was having a conversation with somebody one time and i don't know if he was saying this or we were just discussing how it's hard to contemplate like a being who's smarter than we are and knows things that we don't know like and can sense things that we can't sense and can perceive time outside of what we can perceive and things like that and, and it's like i don't know where this came from but i remember saying to him it's like yeah but at the same time like like there there are beings on this planet that that we are more intelligent than yeah and they don't seem to think too much of that like we just understand it to be that way you know like when we talk about i mean your goats or our dog or 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 whatever like we're obviously at a different level than they are yeah uh, certainly it's possible that there's something that it's at, at, a, at a level we can't comprehend. But, you know, we enjoy fellowship with our animals. We do, yeah. And and the, there there is a, you know, the, there, there are ways that we have of relating to the animals. Mm-hmm. And so part of, part of human kindness, part of being like a human should be, is recognizing the the particular personalities of creatures that are lesser than we are right. and recognizing the right way to interact with them. And so we can demonstrate kindness to them appropriate for their kind, let's say. Yeah. yeah. And and again, that's not so simple as just saying, well, I do nice things for them. Right. It's, no, I mean, there's a particular way that I relate to a dog that's right. Right. And so God does that same thing with us. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a manner in which it's right for him to relate to us as his creatures. And, and he, he does that. And he's also, I mean, so if, if the Greek word for kindness is connected to the idea of being a servant, Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's unbelievable because like which pagan God right. is known for being a servant of man? For humbling themselves. Right. right. How many of them? Uh, I'm guessing zero. I mean, none, none that I can think of. None that I have known, yeah. And of course, so God's kindness 
actually, it seems like logically required the incarnation mm-hmm. because that, that that's what was necessary to serve us right in in the manner that his kind ought to yeah but you know that some people might take i don't know some umbrage shall we say Mm -hmm. does that word fit sounds great okay at the idea of god being a servant to us because that, that might on the one hand seem that i'm I don't know, kind of elevating humans higher than they ought to be elevated. <clears throat> but we serve our animals. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean that the animals are in charge. Yeah. Like, no, we're in charge, but it's right that I feed my dog. Mm-hmm. It's right that I get hay for the goats that isn't moldy. Mm-hmm. It's right that I give them clean water. And like all those things are our service. Yeah. It's just that since God's righteousness is so much beyond ours, his righteousness required Christ to become man as well. Well, I think the idea of like blessings, blessings go both ways because obviously yes. we're, we're blessed by the Lord, but we sing that song, right? I will bless the Lord at all times. Like we can bless the Lord also. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that uh, suggests a state of subservience somehow. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God is not subservient to us at all. So what do you think about this part here? Um, It says not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. What that kind of reminds me of is what we've read with some of the other aspects. I believe it was uh, patience specifically how uh, effectively it it reads, you know, patience equals salvation. Let's say God's patience is uh, like this seems like another one of those things. This is another aspect that equals salvation let's say because you know it seems his kindness leads to repentance repentance is one of the steps uh in salvation or one of the things required for salvation is that is that consistent yeah i I think so so let's kind of press into the uh to to the animal analogy and by the way that's that's probably one of the reasons that god did create beings that are lower than we are Mm -hmm. so that we could understand that dynamic yeah you know it's father's day we we can understand something about the god the father by having our own children right of course he he's better and greater and beyond but that that's one of the pictures that he's given us to to understand uh to, to recognize how how he relates toward us and how he wants us to relate back to him yeah okay so if we press into the animal metaphor regarding uh god's kindness tolerance and patience and then his kindness leads us to repentance so repentance is you know a change of mind and thus a change of direction so when an animal knows where home is okay because of the kindness of the master yep and and doesn't doesn't want to run away or you know we we actually had a, a couple of our dogs get out two or three years back and they ended up crossing a bridge and thus couldn't find their way home yeah and they were lost for two or three days and they ended up six miles away. And and when I found them, they were, somebody had actually taken them in and had been kind to them, had, had fed them and, and all that. But, but the dogs looked lost. Mm-hmm. Like they, they almost looked like different dogs. Right. Like almost. Yeah. They, they had a, a different 
look in their, their, their eye and face like they just had a lost look. They wanted to be home, but they didn't know the way back. Yeah. And, but we, we found them and within a couple of days they were, you know, back, back to new. Yeah. So they, they knew, they knew where home was even when they didn't know exactly how to get back mm-hmm. and they longed to be there. Okay. So, uh, so what, what can we say there then? So, so God's kindness, uh, points us towards home. Right. Yeah. N- na- namely to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to a physical location the way that it would be with a dog, but I mean, you know, it, the prodigal son—it's—it's the—it's the same thing. You know, the, the attitude of the father in that story that we see is absolutely the the attitude of of God the Father. I'm tempted to move on to the scripture, but to another scripture, but there's some interesting stuff here. I don't know. Is there anything else you no go for you it. latch onto here? I don't know. I, I haven't thought too much about this. I just kind of, the idea of riches of his kindness, mm. like what does that mean? The purpose of God's kindness is to give opportunity for repentance. The Jews had misconstrued his patience to be lack of intent to judge. Mm. That's what this note says here. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them, and yet do the same thing, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? I don't know. I I mean, I know like Romans is a tough book, right? It is. I don't know if you got anything else. All right, we'll move on. I don't. I don't want too much dead air where I'm trying to <laughs> trying to figure this out. All right, so let's move on to the next passage. Here we go. I should have marked the. Uh, well, if it's riches of kindness, it's a lot of it. Right. Well, I, I'm it's, just. It's, it's abundant. It's it's overflowing. It it, it doesn't. Um. That there's no there's no lack. Well, I guess what I I was kind of pondering a little bit there too. Those there seems to be, seems to be speaking a little bit to some maybe some. Uh, uh, what am I saying here? Not contradiction. Hip- some hypocrisy, right? In verse three, there, this idea of passing judgment whilst doing the same thing. Oh, sure, yeah. So I just wonder if there's a way that that ties in. I mean, certain- well, that reminds me of the the parable of the unmerciful servant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the the, yeah. the scriptural idea is that, that one who's been forgiven much should love much. Right. But in that parable that Jesus told, uh, the man who was forgiven a lot yeah. by the king then had some piddly little debt yeah. you know, from one of his fellow workers, and he, he had the dude thrown in prison. Not kind. Right. Yeah. Right. Not kind, because that's not how a, a human should behave towards another human, especially when human A has been forgiven a huge debt. It ought to be easy for him to forgive someone else's lesser debt. Which, goodness, faithfulness. I mean, I guess forgiveness isn't one of the aspects listed listed here. But of course, it's 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 implied Certainly. in kindness. I was going to say, like that's that would be implied because I mean, being to to be forgiving is to be kind, to be merciful, like right. And and if to be kind is to be useful to another person, right? Then it's not. It's not useful to you if I hold a grudge against you. It certainly isn't. 
it's not useful to you if, if I, it's not having a servant mind if I refuse to forgive you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's flip over to 11.22, and this is the passage that I... That is this I was, Romans? Still Romans, okay. 11.22. Um, I mean, re- read as much or as little of that as you want, at least 22. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. Kindness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, this is speaking of of Israel, Mm -hmm. and if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will those, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Yeah. So if this tells us something about God's kindness like the sort of being that he is well he's he's the sort that is like like a farmer mm-hmm. like a vine dresser yep and is interested in cultivating even that which is wild so if something is wild, then it's not exactly part of the the farmer's kingdom, so to speak, initially. So if the farmer is going out and finding the wild things and, and bringing them in and causing them to be useful, mm-hmm. well, I mean, that's that's useful to the plant. It's useful to the farmer. It's this really good relationship. Yeah. And that's who he is. That That's the kind that he is. Well, let me, let me see if I'm understanding what he's discussing here and then see if I can kind of recreate a little bit of sure. what we discussed in class. So backing up to 17, it says, if some of the branches have been broken off and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root. So so it's, it seems as though we have this tree, Israel, yes, and some branches have been broken off, and we've grafted in this wild olive shoot, Gentiles. Gentiles. Right, and yeah. so now we're all part of one big tree. Yeah, and no one's better than anybody else. Right? No. Okay. And so, what he's saying is that consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to, to those who fell, but kindness to to you, provided that you continue in His kindness. And I've I've mentioned this verse a couple times now because I think this, uh, this conversation with the kids, my daughter specifically, because this was her her aspect. I mean, it certainly had impact on me. And so in our conversation, it was just interesting to talk about like kindness and sternness listed there together. Mm -hmm. Because when we think about sternness, I mean, automatically my mind goes to ideas of obedience and discipline. And so what we discussed is this kind of goes back to the antonym discussion. Okay. And so when we're talking about kindness and the opposite of kindness i don't think that sternness is necessarily an opposite because uh or discipline is not necessarily an opposite because i guess what what, okay what we're we're saying is is there are things that can be unpleasant but they aren't necessarily unkind or cruel right right so what you were talking about before with like with israel with like like the canaanite conquest and things like that like 
those were not pleasant, but they weren't necessarily cruel either. Right. Right. And so when we think about like the Lord's discipline, which that's where I was, I was swapping, I was flipping over to earlier Hebrews. I mean, any, any of the many passages uh, about the Lord's discipline, right? Like, oh man, I lost it. Where'd it go? Was that Hebrews five? Huh. So interestingly, the uh, the Greek word that we have translated in the NIV as sternness is apotomia. Mm-hmm. Apotomia, uh, which means sharpness or steepness. Okay. Like the literally the <clears throat> the sheerness of rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. So I, I I don't know how how do you think that 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 picture w- would play into that passage? Like sheer like steepness of rock. Right. So you know you have a cliff and then just right. I mean, I wonder if it's one of those things where everything's fine until it's not. I think so. You know. Yeah. There's a there's a clear boundary. There's a there's there's a clear border, and it's it's not, that's not a cliff is not a gray area. Yeah, certainly a cliff isn't even a slippery slope. That, that that's interesting. Yeah. Well, let me let me complete this thought then, and you know, for my guys that might be listening, this is I, I said this to one of them or a group of them one time, uh, and I, I guess I'll I'll probably go as far as to explain why. So again, the conversation we had is. The opposite of kindness is cruelty because there can be things that are unpleasant, but they aren't necessarily cruel. And I think that's what discipline is, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of the things that uh, we, we had a training event recently for a couple of, of our teams. And one of the things that we did to kind of, uh, I don't know, like help make it real, help them understand that sometimes you have to keep going even when you don't want to is we use some, uh, some CS grenades. So some like riot control agent. Okay. Because what will happen in training a lot of times is if we're moving through an area and we want you to keep moving, we'll throw these artillery simulators. They sound okay. like kind of like your whistle and then there'll be a boom. But the thing is when you've been around them long enough, like, you know, it's not real, mm-hmm. you know? And so you get the idea and you'll kind of like, <laughs> you'll you'll make the motions like oh i'm hurrying up but ultimately it's just a noisemaker mm-hmm. and so uh again put a sense of urgency in these guys and i will say the weather was really bad as well so we we really couldn't afford to stop it was like freezing rain and stuff mm-hmm. uh this was kind of an idea like to to keep them moving even though they didn't want to and so uh talking to him about it afterwards you know i i said what i just this i said to them what i said here where Please understand, like, we weren't doing this to mess with you. Yeah. Like, we're trying to teach you something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, again, I think this is the difference between cruelty and discipline, right? Like, we're not doing this to be cruel. We're doing this because, like, we have to train hard. Yeah, cruelty desires to inflict pain as the object. Yeah. Whereas discipline recognizes that there is some amount of pain that might be necessary to achieve a, a better goal. And, and and I guess to your point about discipline where I think I've said this before, but when I was a drill sergeant, that was one of the things we learned is, you know, you watch these movies and of course, no surprise, like the movies aren't really anything like real life. And not that people can't uh, become unprofessional, but ultimately if you're doing it right, 
what we say is the stress shouldn't be between the soldier and the drill sergeant. The stress should be between the soldier and the task. Yeah. So the drill sergeant is literally just there to enforce the standard or let's say enforce mm -hmm. discipline. So it's almost like a kind of like to your cliff analogy. Uh, hey, we're fine as long as you're doing what I need you to do. But once you don't, there's going to be a change. Yeah. It's going to be abrupt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and frankly, it's nothing personal because there's a reason for this, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, 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 so I just thought, thought of an example of, of sternness in the sense of, you know, the, the picture here for, for that word apotomia, mm -hmm. uh, think about the, the birthright. Okay. Uh, back in Genesis when, when Esau sells his birthright to Jacob and then Jacob gets the blessing instead of Esau. Yeah. And Esau goes to his father and says, father, isn't there any blessing that you can give me? And Jacob goes, I mean, uh, not Jacob, Isaac, Isaac. Yeah. He says, no, yeah, no, no, get, gave it all to your brother. Yeah. It like, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think I was telling you, I mean, just reading through the Old Testament, what am I on now? I'm in First Samuel. But man, like when you read through Judges, like there's so many times where you see the sternness of God, you know, and all these situations where like you, you can tell that they've just crossed a line and that's, that's it's just how it yeah. has to be, you know? And I got to imagine for those who are having to maybe even uh, exact some of his punishment, like... <clears throat> It's just got to be a really a really tough thing to carry mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and some, sometimes the ones carrying it out are reluctant. Certainly. Like Gideon. Yeah. Or Moses. Yeah. Or I think Saul was initially mm -hmm. reluctant. So Saul, I, I mean, I almost we're almost going to uh, open Pandora's box here. I, I listened to something about Saul the other day. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. It's a good sermon idea. Okay, because because sure. yeah, you're right. He started off like a man for God, and then slowly but surely, we got to a point where First Samuel's like First Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of Second Samuel. Yeah, yeah, the only Samuel. Samuel was just like, I'm done with you. Second Samuel because he had already died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Like we do see that. Saul Saul was going in a bad direction, but once he once he engaged the services of the witch of Endor, mm -hmm. that was it. Well, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. that 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 was the line after which, you know, I mean, that that was that was it. The witch of Endor? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I haven't read that part yet. You'll get there. <laughs> I thought you're messing with me for a second. No. <laughs> the witch of Endor. Okay. It sounds like something out of Star Wars. Where do you think he got it? That seems it seems fitting, yeah. No, I mean, we know that all he does is like make up names out of nowhere that mean nothing. Okay. Anyway. I, be um, I believe you. Let's not get sidetracked. Okay. Here's another line that was crossed. Jezebel going after Naboth's vineyard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, that's like how many great, how many of the commandments is that right there? All of them? You know? It's it's uh, coveting. It's bearing false witness. Mm -hmm. It's murder. Yeah, you know, like certainly right. And and so then Elijah comes, mm 
says, all right, the, you're, you're done and the dogs are going to lick up your blood. Yeah. You know, I'm referencing that. Why? The podcast. That, that that Jordan Peterson podcast with uh yeah they talked about it on there yeah what what's that guy's name uh, I'd have to look it uh, up. V- Vishal the yeah Indian Ashwali. Christian yeah yeah maybe we should put a link to that in the description certainly great podcast all right let's get back to kindness here so at the end of the day uh, kindness sternness to God for those uh, who fell but kindness to you provided that you continue in his kindness otherwise you will also be cut off so what's our kind of our main takeaway then. So God is kind so long as we continue in his kindness, but it, uh, I mean, I think this almost speaks to obedience, right? Mm-hmm. Like we will continue yeah. his kindness so long as we are obedient, perhaps. Right. Which again, I think to your point earlier and man, I feel like once you are a parent, it's really hard to see the world outside that lens. I mean, we, we see how that is where, you know, uh, like we can have peace in our home and we can be kind to one another so long as we are being obedient and doing the things that, that mom and dad ask of you, you know, all right, I got to keep a mark on this, this. All right. So next scripture, still looking at attributes of God. We're going to go to Ephesians two, seven. I think it's your turn. Ephesians two, seven. Let me put a, where's a little ribbon here. Ephesians two, seven. You might need to back up to six. Yeah. Ephesians 2, 7, and then we'll back up to six per your recommendation. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming age he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Seems appropriate to read all that. Yep. Okay. So I think the kind of the simple takeaway from this in class was that uh, the most, uh, like the best example of God's kindness is, is, is Jesus. Because Jesus came not to ser- not to be served. But, but to, serve. to serve certainly, and so then continuing in God's kindness seems to be continuing prim- to serve primarily yeah. doing the doing what we've seen Him do, following His example, offering your body as a living sacrifice. That sounds kind of service related. Yeah, certainly servant minded. Okay, is there anything else we want to try and pull from that one? No, I I mean honestly, like I'm I'm finding it helpful. In my own understanding, my own understanding of these verses to to read that I guess maybe more literal definition service into it, yeah, yeah. In, into into these passages, it just makes it more clear. Okay, so we got one more for attribute of God, and actually we're at fifty five minutes minus banter. Uh, Titus three four. Titus three four. Mm, I feel like this is one you can miss easy. Yep. We need some page turning music. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm already there, but uh, I think you need to read Titus three four. <clears throat> I'm going to start in three. Okay. At one time, we too 
were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. Sounds kind of selfish. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Seems like the opposite of service. But when the kindness and love of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, Hmm. whom he poured out on us generously. What sort of people, people pour things out? People who are washing people's feet. Like servants? Yeah. Yep. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. You mean like a servant? Yeah. These things are excellent and profitable for the self, for everyone. So uh, I'll tell you what this reminds me of, too, backing up to this part where it's talking, it was listing these these sins, these selfish behaviors, let's say being mm-hmm. hated and hating one another. And, I, man, I, I feel like there's folks that really enjoy being hateful. They enjoy hating things. Yes. Right? And so I think of, uh, you know, uh, what was the name of the movie that we watched here and then talked about? Sabina. Sabina. I mean, think about that. Like, this seems like a silly thing. Like, you'll hear people say that, right? Like, if you're being thankful, you can't complain, Mm -hmm. right? I I think that's true. It seems cliche, but it's true. Like, if you're taking time to think of, like, all the things that I'm thankful for, then, you know, it's hard to simultaneously complain. Right. So when we think about that scenario where the opening scenes of that movie where she's she's trying to smuggle... Nazis out of I think it was Poland at that point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, getting them away from the encroaching Red Army. You might say she was it was an act of kindness, service, and so this is this is a people that she should hate. But I mean, it's kind of hard to hate people whilst being kind to them. I mm-hmm. would imagine, right? And so, so maybe some of this goes back to uh, you know the analogy used before about the the French guy whose wife was dying of cancer, right? Like, yep. By being a man, acting as though he's in love, he became a man who was in love. Right. Yeah. That's from that's a I, uh, one of the vignettes, I guess you could say, from a, a film called Paris Je Tem. Mm-hmm. It's a French phrase. I don't speak French, but interesting film. So when you think of this idea of like you know, when your enemy's hungry, give him something, some bread. If he's thirsty, give him water. Right. right. Like yeah, you might find it hard to hate them. Like if. If you if you feel those those feelings of hate bubbling up, but maybe out of discipline, show them kindness. You know, then maybe by acting like some acting like a follower of Christ, you will become a follower of Christ. Yeah, and the point there is that it's it's not a good idea to wait around to to feel like doing the right thing. Right, it's better to just go ahead and do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the feelings will follow, typically. Yeah, I, I think I think they will in time, and even if they don't, like who cares? It's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, like I, I, I don't, I don't need my students to want to write an essay. I need my students to write an essay. Right. I mean, there's just some things where it's not about your feelings. 
Precisely. Well, the feelings are secondary at best. Um, okay. Anything else you want to say about that passage? What do we got next? Attributes of Christians. Attributes of Christians. All right. So we've completed the section on attributes of God. Uh, and now we're going to move on to attributes of Christians. The first passage we have there, we're going to go, oops, that's goodness. We're going to go back to 1 Corinthians 13.4. So certainly we're going to see some overlap between this and attributes of God, and then we'll also see overlap between this and other aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, I imagine. Love is patient. Love is kind. Hmm. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Hmm. Love is not proud. Well, here's so here's the conversation. I thought that love was love. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you thought, Justin? No, it's not. That's not not what you thought. That's not what I thought. I'm speaking ironically. So here's another interesting exchange Madeline and I had talking about this. And I think this is a conversation we're having in the car. But it's this idea of you said, so you said love is what? Patient. Oh. And who is love? God. So God is love. Well, love is patient. Love is kind. We're talking about kindness this time. Yes. Okay. So God is love and love is kind. We already know that God is kind. And so we talked, I I don't know if you recall in my talk about love, you know, oh man, let's see if I can do this again. Because it was kind of hard to to wrap my mind around this. Like if God is love... And so if I love you and you love me, by proxy, we can like experience God, let's say, right? Yes. Okay. So if God is love and love is kind, like this kind of goes back to what I was just saying, then one of the ways that I can know God is by being kind or experiencing kindness from others. Uh, by which we mean? Service. Service. Yeah. God is dedicated to serving his creation. Mm-hmm. But that's true of anything that, that we, we happen to create. Yeah. The, the act of creation implies and necessitates service. Yeah. Which it's, I, I don't think this is too much of a tangent. You know, in Psalm 23, uh, it's, you know, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that this last week up at up at camp, mm-hmm. Woodland Bible Camp, for those of you keeping score at home. Yeah. For his namesake. Yeah. Well, you have a reputation. Right. I have a reputation. Yep. God has a reputation. Mm-hmm. And so the idea here is that if we see some sort of scraggly, no account flock of sheep on bad looking pasture, mm-hmm. parched, no water anywhere. Right. It's representative of someone. Right. right. And it's not, it's not representative of the sheep. Yeah. It's representative of the shepherd. Yeah. So he, he does all of that because in the condition of the sheep, is revealed the character of the shepherd. Yeah. So, yeah, like taking care of animals reveals the character of the caretaker. Yeah. 
So love is patient, love is kind. Okay, God, God is love. He's characterized by love. And that, that love is kind, so it's service-minded, uh, service-motivated, service-directed. Like, well, of course. Yeah. Of course it is. And that's such a simple thing that I hadn't realized until I looked up the word in the dictionary. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 not that hard of a step. Like, this is something that people can do. Well, you know, and, and as, as you're talking about that, like, we think about this idea of us being God's handiwork, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You know, you think of somebody, somebody who's again attending to handiwork of some type. It's a painting, it's a model train, it's a whatever, right? And the amount of time and man hours they might put it into, like perfecting this thing. Exactly. You know. <clears throat> yep. And then some, but then they also kind of like mentor you to also help perfect this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I love this painting. But then you also love this painting, and by loving this painting, you kind of also love me, because this is part of something, part of me that I've created. And and that's why the Apostle John says, I think in First John, uh, he, make make my joy complete. Yeah, that that's what it's talking about. Right. Engage in this life with me, because together th- there's a level of joy that can be experienced that far surpasses anything that. I could on my own. But I mean, again, this this is the whole parent thing where it's like, listen, like I want you to do this with me, but like I care about this. I need you to do it right. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've had that conversation with my kids, Mm -hmm. you know? So one more thing about about looking words up. You know how a lot of times teachers and preachers are, are looking for analogies or like sermon illustrations? Yep. The best sermon illustrations are found in the word itself. Okay. Like kindness. Mm -hmm. That really can be kind of vague. Yeah. But then when it's connected to the idea of being a servant, or or that's what it's derived from, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay. There it is. There's the sermon illustration. Yeah. It's the word itself. Yeah. All right, so our next scripture is if for uh, an attribute of Christians is Ephesians 4.32. Oh, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Yep. Be kind, and oh, i got a sneeze coming on. Bless you. Oh, man. Am I gonna Bless you. <coughs> have a cartoon sneeze. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So I think, the, I mean, I think the, the thing that immediately jumps out, me, out to me here, two things I will say, is this idea of, I mean, this is self-evident. We just talked about kindness as an attribute of God, God, and or or to your as you've been pointing out, this idea of being of service. Uh, you know, God being like God attending to us, and so we need to mm-hmm. be of service to other people, to be kind to other people, to to attend to them, and so. And then this idea of follow God's example. I mean, you know, we've done a whole entire episode on here of 
on leadership and, and the impact of leading by example and modeling behaviors you desire to see in other people. And that there's something about work. There certainly is. And art. And there's a part one and a part two to that, I think. Oh, yeah, I think there's like, is it two or three? It might be three. Right. So be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And so, and it's also one of those things where, uh, well, I mean, it says it there, but, but it, like how, how many things are there in the Bible where we're to do something because God has also done it, right? Like be holy for I am holy. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Right. And so it seems like this is another one. Be kind because I am kind. Yep. Which, as I've mentioned before, uh, at the very least, like certainly we don't want people to do things merely out of compulsion, but if for no other reason, and this might maybe gets into what we were talking about before where um, it's not all about feelings. If for no other, no other reason you be kind, you should be kind. Uh, be kind because you ought to, because God calls you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's exactly it. All right. Last verse, attribute of Christians, Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12. Maybe we don't need page-sharing music. We just need microphones <clears throat> on the Bibles as we cha- turn them. Or a Foley artist. Maybe it's do, like, do we have room in the budget for a Foley artist? I don't even know what that is. It's the guy. I know what a Foley catheter is. That's not appropriate. Well, if I knew what a Foley catheter were. Never mind. Okay. A Foley artist is that guy. I shouldn't have brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, you shouldn't have. (laughs) A Foley artist is that guy who, for a movie or a TV show, Mm -hmm. adds in the sound effects that aren't picked up by the microphone. Always like slapping pieces of wood together and like jiggling bushes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty cool, actually. Or, you know, if a spoon hits a cup. Right. That sounded just like a spoon hitting a cup. It's strange. Well, it was. Oh. But you know that sometimes they do noises that aren't that thing? Like the tater tots in Napoleon Dynamite. What was it really? They crunch like potato chips. So... I remember watching, I think it was like reading rainbow where they showed a guy doing this and he was, he was voice, he was making the sound for, I don't know, like true lies or one of those other like nineties action movies. Okay. And there was one scene where the guy like, uh, brings his night vision goggles down over his face and the way he made the noises, he had some sort of like, uh, like, um, like tilt flashlight that would kind of go, you know, make us like a zip sound as you, yeah, it was something like that, you know, (laughs) anyway. Okay. That's a side. That was a tangent. What what verse are we on? Colossians three twelve. All right, I think you, I think it's your turn. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Okay, what's our takeaway there? So we see kindness there. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Well, we have once again, uh, like with the forgive as the Lord forgave you, God set the example here. Mm -hmm. God set the example of 
the, the, the kind of service, the kind of action that he that he desires and that are in keeping with his character and he wants us to do it too. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess what I was thinking though is this idea of being clothed in these things, right? Clothe yourselves mm. with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I mean, like, what's the, like, the thing about clothes is people tend to see them. Clothes are obvious. Clothes are obvious. Also, lack of clothes is obvious. <laughs> right. So if you're clothed in these these attributes, let's say, I mean, I guess it, it should be self-evident. Right, and and uh, the the interesting about thing about that is uh, I don't have to say, "Hey, Byron, I'm wearing a shirt." <laughs> right, you know I'm wearing a shirt. Right, you see the shirt. Yeah, like, and, and I mean again, like this is this might be say, stating the obvious because obviously you can't wear these attributes, but it, it seems as though it should be apparent by interacting with us. They can be manifest externally. Right. I mean, again, they they have to be. Okay, you mean like like people can, uh, I guess, sense them. Let's say. Well, I mean, you have to. They're. I mean, I guess we can. You can see them, right? If I see like maybe facial expressions and stuff, like you come across, you strike me as a kind person. Right, right. I I just mean that that all of these, they can be sensed, maybe. Like all of these things that seem like they are. Well, okay. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These are not concrete nouns; that they're they're abstract nouns. Okay, exactly. But so so because they are they are abstract nouns, they well, what God is calling for here is for them to be embodied. Yeah. Um, for us to take the abstract and yeah, just make it happen. Right. Well, like I can't hold up a jar of kindness. But somebody can see kindness. In, but if you in, but if you give me a jar of honey, it's very kind. Right. People can see kindness in my actions. Yes. Right. And, and, and again, I think what this this reminds me of is that you know I, that's the song I've mentioned before. Like they'll they'll know we are Christians by our love. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it seems like it's saying. Hey, that but here. but in that song, that that's just the chorus. Mm-hmm. Think about the verses. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are okay. one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. Mm-hmm. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. And we will guard each man's dignity and crucify our pride. See, that those are, those are specific actions. Like that's what the love actually ends up looking like. So we could change the songs like, and they'll know we are God's chosen people by our compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. <laughs> it doesn't flow as nicely, but yeah, it doesn't. Actually, the the way that it flows the best is the way that it should be said. And and it, and and when that's the case, it means that the language is dense. Mm-hmm. It's it's complex, and that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But it also means that when we're dealing with these abstractions, like kindness, we have to tie them to particular actions and particular pictures mm-hmm. in order to uh, comprehend them, appreciate them, and participate in them ourselves. Yeah. 
So I think, again, the simple takeaway is it should be self-evident to those you're interacting with that you're one of God's chosen people uh, as indicated by your compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, dig into word definitions and try to find the picture implied by the definition. Well, and I guess back to your point, I, I mean, a probably, probably a really easy way to make this self-evident to people is to be a, to, to be of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be useful. Be a servant. All right. Anything else? I think that covers it pretty well. Okay. Now we just have to do it. That's the hard part. That it is. All right. Are we calling those final thoughts then? Yeah. All right. Then and I, I really hope that Nike doesn't sue us for saying just do it on the air. I don't think anybody from Nike is going to listen to this. I kind of hope they do, though. It'll be nice. I hope they do and then decide to not sue us. That was like a dad joke. It's just an observation. <laughs> it's a hope. You're I right. better pray. Right. If it was a joke, we would have laughed. <laughs> Lord, thank you for, for your word and that in it you reveal your character to us, uh, that you are a servant, that Jesus came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve. And so help us to be more like him. And so please give us eyes to see and ears to hear the ways in which you desire for us to serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.